0: What's going on, Shannon? NBA, let's go! Just a little bit of NBA early morning action here. So, Jonah. What's up? You want to give a little insight about what we're going to talk about this morning, this bright, early, beautiful morning? beautiful
1: Friday morning. Yes. so we're about a sixth
2: of the way through this very strange NBA season. And we're about at the point of the season where all these statistics... You can stop like chalking them up to small sample size. And like some of the stuff that's been going on this year actually is kind of representative of how good these players are. And so I thought this was the perfect time to do some early season all-star predictions. I think how all four of us are doing it is that these are our predictions for what the teams will look like a couple months from now but i think i also speak for everyone that like my predictions are based heavily off of what we've already seen like that i definitely yeah. made that a lot in my own opinion and so we're basically just going to do it the traditional all-star format 12 players from the west 12 players from the east and so yeah
0: let's do let's it go. so you want to go start, you want to start with guards from which conference
2: let so let's start with the guards from the Western Conference. I know and, that's dude. what you want, Kellen. And to me, what? <laughs> the starters, the first four, so the two starters and the two backups, were um, pretty clear to me. It was kind of it was difficult deciding who should be on which team, but what I ended up going with was for my starters, it was Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic, and my backups were Stephen Curry and CJ McCollum.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, I feel like is that almost universal maybe?
2: Those four players, I would've I would guess. Oh yeah, those four players are shooting. yeah. Yeah. yeah and so whatever variation did he, I'm sure some of you guys had a different or heck
0: yeah, dude. I had well I, I didn't really have starting lineups, but I just put Steph Dame and then were CJ McCollum's in there and Lucas in there. Yeah, the only guards basically. Is this PG okay. does PG thirteen count as
1: a guard?
2: Yeah. Or okay. he could be a guard or a forward.
1: I, uh, I also I also have um Donovan Mitchell on the squads, but
3: interesting. I, so I have Curry, Luca, Dame, and CJ, but I also have Booker.
2: Okay. I, I, yeah, and Booker was a guy who I considered as like a flex later on. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get your guys' take on this. Is there is there any argument? for anybody besides CJ McCollum, having had the best season so far of this group?
0: Absolutely um, not.
3: It depends how the Blazers do. If they start, like, if they have a bad stretch of games and they're, like, eight, nine seed, I think that would be the only argument that you have against him, where you could see, like, Booker and Donovan Mitchell get in instead of him. With game, yeah,
1: that's true. I, but at the at the same time, like I think Steph's gonna get a no problem, no matter how good they do. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean hes almost averaging like thirty points a game. Though. Let's talk about Curry's season. Same with PJ, bro. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, no, Donald, no I'm just Donald saying, yeah. Mitchell's like way different from Steph.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, let's talk about Curry because he was an interesting one for me. He, Callum's right. He's averaging about thirty points. He's at like 28 now 28 yep third in the nba but he's just he's just been wildly inconsistent this season <laughs> like, yeah. he's i'm just going to read off his um his the um his three point percentages for each game this season 20 20 33 55 33 50 41 16 64 10 37 he's had 5 games where he's shot under um, 50% effective field goal percentage, which contrasts that with CJ McCollum has had two such games. And so it's just been a very like rocky start for him. He's obviously had a great game against the Blazers, followed that up with like an almost triple-double against the Kings. And then that game against the Clippers was an amazing shooting performance also, but it's just been so inconsistent. He's had his third worst assist season since 2012, only six a game and he's turning the ball over quite a bit as well, which is yeah. kind of concerning. Like the handle has not been as tight as I think Yeah,
1: And I mean, I think we expected the assist to drop because there's less guys to get assists off of, you know, like when you're playing with clay and those guys, like you can rack up assists pretty quickly, but yeah. And the other thing is like, when you got Kelly cats in that ball, it gets a little more difficult. He's the getting a little more not... saucy from behind the arc though. <laughs> oh, we were, like no, three rough. of eight last night. <laughs>
2: he has been improving but the thing is like even with the rocky statistics like stephen curry is always a guy who we can say even when he's not scoring the ball or doing stuff on his own he's always impacting the game in a positive way while he's on the floor yeah but the warriors offense has been more efficient when curry's off the floor this year so when curry's on the the Warriors score 108 points per 100 possessions 110 points per 100 possessions when Curry's off the floor. Their defense has also been a little bit worse when Curry's on the floor. So he's, the Warriors have played a lot worse, or if not a lot worse, they've played meaningfully worse when Curry's off the floor. The 14 minutes a game when Curry doesn't play, the Warriors tend to do better. You could partly chalk that up to maybe like those units with Eric Pascal have just been scoring a lot. He's had a really mm. hot start to the season, but very concerning stuff like this has been an interesting season for curry to say the least i mean he's still scoring so much and he's obviously still one of the best point guards in the nba that it's like an, a no brainer for him to make the all-star team but just some interesting like things to keep an eye on i guess as the season progresses
0: yeah i think it's because when he's on the court and they're like triple teaming him you'd think there's obviously someone open but he turns the ball over a lot Like when he's trying to force the ball to other guys because there's nothing for him. And when there's like three guys that are six, seven in your face and they're going to get the arm on a basketball and then steal the ball. And also when they're, I love our lineup when um, like Lee, Bazemore, Pascal, um, and then either Mulder is in like that, those kind of lineups, they seem to do like really well. And our bench, our bench didn't do anything yesterday. We scored, I think our bench had. Uh, I I I think our bench had like twelve or something points last game,
1: and that was terrible. So, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah that, uh, One thing, one thing about CJ's season that's really stood out to me is the turnovers. There are none. Like, yeah, he takes such good care of the ball. Yeah. and it's just insane, bro. And like the freaking moves he pull out of his bag to not turn the ball over—it's ridiculous. Like the, I think of that game winner, the last one he had, and he literally came down the floor and like spin move tweener. Like, what are you doing, bro? There's Eight seconds left. You just spin. It's like, chill. It's so sick. But yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the impressive thing with CJ as well is he's shooting better than every other guard on this list in the Western Conference. And he's doing it on probably, like, the toughest shot attempts. Like, uh, 60% of his shots have come off the dribble, so hardly any of the shots he's made, or at least a smaller percentage of them, are assisted, which has been very impressive, and another. Oh yeah, you can contrast him with Curry, Doncic, Lillard, and then a few notable guys in the Eastern Conference too. Is that CJ does all this without like foul baiting or flopping or getting to the line, which is maybe if anything a mark against him, just because that's really low hanging fruit and a great way to like boost your efficiency, but it makes the points he gets a lot more difficult which yeah was something that i considered a little bit
1: yeah and if he does get a like an uh a bucket off an assist there's probably a hand in his face like yeah because guys aren't losing damon cj anymore like every team knows like you can't lose them yeah for sure bro it's so funny My neighbor... the pacers did a pretty damn good job about that but how did that game go not good we they uh they beasted it hurt losing Nurk. It's a lot. I mean, Sabonis, beasted oh, he's us. hurt. Yeah, very bro- broke his ripped. wrist. Wait, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's trash. Yeah. Damn. Because I saw there was like, I was on Instagram and there was some post that was send Nurk some love. And I was like, what the fuck happened to Nurk?
1: Yeah, bro. But yeah, we just, we would like cut it short and then they would just offensive rebound, bucket oh. in the paint. It's tough. Shoot, you guys scored 87 points last night? Yeah, bro. <laughs>
0: oh, baby. That's tough. I was happy to see the Rockets won last night though. That's
1: I mean, cool. we were we were within like 12 or 13 in the fourth quarter and then Mhm.
3: Then we pulled starters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Joker gave us trouble last
0: night. Another triple-double for the big man.
1: Did you guys have uh should we move on to the like Fords? starters for the West team I'm curious to see what who you guys put down for starters
2: yeah so for my starters I went with Nikola Jokic as Kellen mentioned he's having probably the best offensive season in the NBA arguably he's shooting 61 percent effective field goal um, percentage and he's averaging a triple double which is mm-hmm. just unreal that's probably not sustainable but He's getting to the line a lot, which is like something we haven't seen a lot from him. He has the highest PR in the league. There's just a lot to like about Jokic. The only like knock against him would be, we talk about this a lot on the show, or at least I have, that I sort of expect different things from different positions. And so for like guards, obviously offensive guards like Stephen Curry and CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are so valuable. But I think center, that's really where you have to like value defense, if anything, a little bit more than offense. And the nuggets have been one of the worst defenses in the league. And they've been a lot worse when Jokic is on the floor, which is, which like, I mean, that sounds like intuitively it would be correct because Jokic isn't some great defender, but when you think that his backup is either Isaiah Hardenstein or jemichael green at the five and the nuggets are doing better with those lineups than they are with Jokic on the floor like that's definitely concerning so he's had a wonderful offensive season and i think probably a, a lot of it's sustainable um but I, the defense has been atrocious and that's kind of what matters as much to me but i still yeah. have as a starter
0: yeah jonah's a big defense guy i i um from mine, I had Jokic, but then is it okay to put like is it will cat be fine? He's only played like three games. Right, but now on my team. Huh? Uh,
2: did you have him over LeBron, Kawhi, Anthony Davis?
0: But can't I have those guys on my team too?
2: Oh, are you not doing your starters right now?
0: Hmm. I thought we were doing centers. Err, no.
2: No. They're they're oh they're oh all, my bad, my bad. Court, so, so, like, forwards and centers are the same category for this. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I just, I just had LeBron AD Jokic. I had Jokic, LeBron, and Kawhi. Yeah, I
0: have... <laughs> I don't really know the freaking positions because everybody's so, like, interchangeable, I feel like. No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have... We're doing forwards, forwards
2: and centers. So basically,
0: yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Then the start, my starters would be definitely Jokic and then LeBron for sure. So basically, the same as you guys.
2: <laughs> and then I do think it's kind of an interesting debate between Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis, and I actually think you could throw Jokic probably in there as well. I think LeBron is the only guy at this point who's like a yeah. lot for the starters um but yeah Kawhi, i i just picked him because he's not shooting it quite as well i forget what his percentages are but they're definitely down this year and he's not taking as many threes he's definitely kind of relying more on that mid-range shot and if anything being a little bit more passive on offense but as as we've seen kind of every year like his passing just keeps getting significantly better i i I don't know what his assist percentage is up to now. I probably should have looked that up, but it's crazy how they like run their offense through him. And in traditionally last year, he would play a lot with like Lou Williams or Patrick Beverly. And those would be the guys taking the ball up the court. And if it was a play designed for Kawhi, they could like feed it to him in the post or like have him come off a screen or do whatever they wanted to get him the ball. But no, this year it's been much more of like Kawhi at the top of the key, creating offense and, doing a lot of like the passing and the creation, which I think that suits him well because that's definitely an area of his game that's steadily improved. And all of the defensive stuff is just as good as it's always been. Like he's getting a ton of steals. His help defense has been amazing. And so I, I just went with Kawhi over Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has been off to a bit of a rocky start offensively. I predicted Anthony Davis to win a uh, defensive player of the year. And he's still, having a wonderful defensive season, but I just think Kawhi has been a better two-way player.
1: Yeah, I feel that. For me, it was just, I, you know, I'm a big Kawhi fan, but um, when I was, like, looking at this, looking at PG, and PG wasn't playing that much worse than Kawhi, and I was like, I'm not about to start PG. So I just went with Anthony Davis.
2: Paul George, he might be playing better than Kawhi. Yeah, exactly. When you look at his shooting, 50%, 52%, 90%. Six rebounds, six assists a game. Just He's lighting it up. And half of his shots are coming from threes, which is crazy. Um, Just he's a good. kind of funny story about Paul George or just a funny um, pattern from this year. Uh, he was complaining over the offseason on the All the Smoke podcast. I don't know if you guys know about that, but it's like with yeah. Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. But anyway, he was complaining about how in the playoffs last year the Clippers lost because Doc Rivers was just such a terrible coach. And he was basically using Paul George, like Ray Allen and having him come off of pin downs and just having him play off the ball. And this year, half of the shots have been assisted, which is um, has gone up from last year. So if anything, Tyron Lue has used him even more in that than oh. this season, but it has been effective. I mean, Paul George may very well be having the best shooting season in the league. Up to this point. And he still takes quite a few mid-rangers. So over half his shots are mid-rangers, but uh 50% of his shots are from three. And that I think is big for him because he's just he's just so good from out there that I think he should just be trying to get up as many of those shots as possible, especially considering most of his shots come off of assists. 72% of them come off assists.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I, thought. I almost I wanted to put Paul George as a starter actually because I consider him a small forward even though a lot of people consider him a shooting guard and I think he's played better than Kawhi but I also think that by the all star break Kawhi will be playing better I think PG's gotten off to a hot start and I don't think he's going to stay this hot throughout the year but Yeah. um, yeah should we talk about our bench forwards in the west yeah um, I'm just gonna. Okay, are right, you go first, Grant? Okay, yeah. I said Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, and Brandon Ingram. Oh shit! I forgot about Brandon Ingram. And then I also had Paul George as my last player in the West. All right. I'm just gonna give my full bench. Back Steph,
1: CJ, Spida, Kawhi, Gobert, Booker, and PG. Damn! Wait. So, what's your starting five again? Mine is Dame, Luca, LeBron, AD, Jokic. Okay. Dame,
0: Luca, AD, LeBron, and Jokic. Okay. So then, I'm take away those guys, and so basically, my bench would be. I had kind of for my twelfth spot. I was I didn't know who to put, so I put like Mitchell slash Booker. And then I threw in a little one there for you, Shannon. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Okay. Oh, it's not? And it's then Cat would be there. Oh, I also. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even going to say the other guy because it's embarrassing. I have Cat, and then I guess Kawhi wouldn't be starting, and PG wouldn't be starting, and AD wouldn't be
1: starting. Honestly, you got it's kind of tough. Oh, when i had zion in there for like clipper nation to vote in starters honestly like because they got two of them who are like kind of on the same level you know what i'm saying like i feel like there's not the votes might not really be there but how does that even work dude to, to fan vote decide that isn't it picks anyway
3: well for starters though oh the, f- the fan vote is like part of it it's not all of it yeah okay so i think yeah i think one of the clippers will be a starter okay yeah, yeah.
0: okay
2: but yeah, that's that's mine. <laughs> my backup front court was Paul George and Anthony Davis, who we've already talked about. And then I also I, I went with Grant, and I had Rudy Gobert on my bench. Um, his offense has kind of not been as efficient this year. Normally, he's like one of the highest shooting percentage guys in the league, just because he gets so many like open dunks and rebounds and putbacks around the basket. That kind of hasn't been happening quite as much. But all the defensive stuff is just as good. I still think if he's not the best defender in the NBA, he's the most impactful regular season defender. I'd probably take like Anthony Davis over him in the playoffs. But um, yeah, Rudy Gobert is just, he completely changes the game when he's on the floor. And so I went with Gobert at the screen assists. um, I don't know how much you guys buy into that, um, but he still leads the league in that category. So yeah. Or maybe he's second Maybe Sabonis passed him But he's either first or second
0: And Jonah did you want to know how many assists Kawhi gets a game
2: How many is assists that, he gets a game
0: is that, is that the stat you wanted to know For Kawhi
2: Oh yeah I wanted to look at his assist percentage
0: Oh what does that mean
2: What's assist that's, percentage That's the percentage of the shots Your teammates make while you're on the floor What percent of them did you assist on Oh, um, I don't think ESPN has advanced stats on here. (laughs) I don't think that information is crucial for this podcast, but just a few guys (laughs) on my short list of players I considered. I definitely thought about Brandon Ingram a little bit, Mm. but he's just been shooting the ball terribly this year. Well, not terribly, but way worse than last year, below average efficiency, and his defense is still not getting better. And the Pelicans have kind of been off to a shaky start, so I just didn't really... I didn't really want to include Ingram, especially not over a guy like Gobert or Davis. I should say the two um flex spots I had, I gave them to Devin Booker and Jamal Murray. Just because What?
0: Jamal, Jamal? Murray?
2: Yeah. Why? Well, he's averaging twenty points a game and he's shooting the ball decently enough. I think he's Demar the- like- Rosen's averaging twenty a game. Yeah. Sure, so did you- I'm, I'm going to go with Murray. I think Murray's <laughs> going to keep getting better as the season goes along. Oh, he will. Yeah, he will. Sure. I, I was
0: going to put Donovan Mitchell in there, but he's shooting like
2: 41% from the field. Yeah, I considered Donovan Mitchell. I considered Christian Wood, but that's- the Jazz are looking yeah, good, I though, dude. Wood. Yeah, that Christian Wood just kind of goes back to like centers who can't play defense. Carl Anthony Towns, I just don't think he's played enough games. A guy who I really wanted to pick, but he's just not going to have played enough games by the All Star break. But he's been phenomenal. Is John Morant, but um, mm. he is still going to be out for like maybe another month, and so I, I kind of had a hard time going there. I did consider Demar Derozan as well. I I'm on the fringe of the players that I looked at. Draymond Green. I actually I at least took a look at his stats because he's a scoring machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but the Warriors have just been, it's been, it was, Callan can speak to this too. It's just been night and day since Draymond Green came back. The Warriors are playing so
1: much better. Oh, yeah. oh and uh, then. Did you see DeMar miss that game winner last night? He got robbed. Yeah, he did. In and out. In and out.
2: Sucks. The rockets. And then I actually haven't gotten to the guy who was my 13th man. So the last, so the, I guess the first person who got cut. Is uh Shea Gilchess Alexander.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: I yeah. So I, I haven't really watched him play.
2: It was it was Shay against Jamal Murray for the last. I game. like
1: to pretend I'm Shay when I'm playing. The way he'll like <laughs> like he like stops weird on a dime, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he looks like no other player.
3: So how much did you guys He's factor trying. in like team success into the picks? Not too I much. I did that's I kind of did. That's why I had, like, Donovan Mitchell on there. Yeah, same. Like, I would have him over Murray just because the Jazz are doing better than the Nuggets for them to have two All-Stars versus um the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I definitely considered it with uh, Devin Booker because I just – Thought like yeah. the Suns are playing so well, I feel like they've got to have at least one guy in there. Same and here. That's Booker got robbed last year. I know. I know technically um, he's going to be counted as an all star because Dame was injured, and so he got to play. But yeah. I really, I really think um, he should have been just voted in there, probably over Brandon Ingram. But yeah, I think I think that will be rioted this year.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to put a Suns name down just because of how good they're playing. So I was disappointed he's not really jumping off the stashy, but, I mean, they're winning, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Should be good so, region. I think, dude, if they actually played a game, the West, I think, hmm, actually, I don't know. I feel like the West is would, would win. This, it's this.
1: different this year. There's good players in the East, too. I know, because yeah. I forgot literally KD. Thumbs aren't yeah. making the All-Star team in the East anymore, man. There's good players. Yeah. Do we start with the East? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys
2: have any last thoughts about a Western Conference player?
1: Nah. Okay. No. All right. Can I? Should I give just like my East guards? Yeah. So I went with James Harden and Bradley Beal. Yep, yeah. Yeah. They're balling. I mean, James Harden technically isn't yet, but I think he will be. So Bradley <laughs> Beal is obviously playing amazing. They're not really winning, but he's still playing out of his mind, and he was snubbed last year. Is he averaging like 34 or something? Points a game?
2: Yeah, 35. That's insane. Do you guys want to use this as a uh, vehicle to just give some brief opinions on the James Harden trade?
1: Yeah, okay. Everyone's talking about they don't have a bench now. They don't have a bench now. They don't have a bench now. They probably won't be the number one regular season team and all that. But you don't need 11 players in the playoffs, dude. You just don't. You need seven or eight. Like, and you're chilling. And if three of those players are James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, if you can keep them all the way bought in and healthy, which isn't easy, but if you can, dude, like, <laughs> who's, how do you stop that?
2: Yeah. You, you can't this. I think this is probably the best offensive team of all time. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Crap. You dude, think like the whole team, you think offensively, they're the best team of all time.
2: Yeah. I think, Cause when you've got, and this is assuming Kyrie Irving just comes back eventually, which I mean, that's far from a given at this point, but yeah, cause you've got Kyrie Irving, you've got James Harden and you've got Kevin Durant. So those are probably, those are probably yep. three of the four or five best offensive, at least offensive isolation players.
1: Definitely two, definitely two of top five, if not three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know, teams can't afford three guys to stop that. Because if you have three guys who can stop those players, you probably don't have three guys who can score the basketball. So I don't know how that's going to work because they're they're, just so good at scoring. You don't have three like Robert Covingtons or whatever on a team. And all
2: three of them are good passers as well. Yeah. And then when you throw in Joe Harris, who's probably Mm. one of the better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like this offense is just going to be completely insane.
1: He's the perfect player to compliment them. He's like, kind of like a,
3: Like obviously not on the same level, but kind of a Clay Thompson type build. Jared Allen was a big loss for them, though. I think on defense, I think yeah, I
2: agree with that. He was their best defensive player, probably. Yeah, they played so much. Like when DeAndre Jordan is on the floor, the defense is just so much worse. Yeah, with um, Jared Allen on the floor, and yeah, I I wonder if they considered doing the trade without Jared Allen. Cause that's an interesting point. Like was, was the one Milwaukee first round pick. Was that really like necessary for Houston to have that to complete the trade? Like I don't necessarily know. I mean, I would have, I think I would have tried to drive a harder bargain if I was Sean Marks. I still like this trade for the nets just because I think it increases their championship upside so much. Some people have been saying that, the players are like redundant and like all of like, Oh, Oh, there's only one basketball jokes. And I mean, sure. I think that's true to a point that there will be some diminishing returns. I mean, not all of them can average 30 points a game, but just like what Shannon was saying, just like no team has like three players who they can play together that can stop all three of these players. And just a very simplistic way of looking at it is when Kevin Durant goes off and he scores like 34 points a game, like the nets aren't going to lose. Like he had that game against Oklahoma city and nobody else on the nets was playing very well. And the nets wound up winning that game, James Harden. I mean, we've seen what he can do when he gets hot Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Same season. And you only have, and you only need one of them to like have a good night and you're going to have a strong chance of winning. So
1: the thing is, these are smart players. Like they're not, just going to be like, oh, let's do some dribble moves. Let's go, let's go. Okay, now you do some dribble moves. Like, that's not, that's not like a realistic thing. Like, the only concerning one maybe is James Harden because we've seen him kind of clash with stars before, but we know KD can play with stars. We know Kyrie Irving can play with stars. Like, these are smart players. Like, I think they'll figure it out. Like,
2: Yeah. And the thing with James Harden too, and that's a great point you made, is because when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, both of them are like heavy isolation players, but both of them can kind of go through that process in like four or five seconds, like with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, it's all about just kind of a quick flurry of movement and just trying to beat the defender to the spot. And James Harden, on the other hand, he usually needs like 10 to 15 seconds of setting up the defender before he either shoots that step back going to the right or drives to his left. And so James Harden would be like the only one where you kind of worry about the offense, maybe, slowing down a bit when the ball's in his hands. But, um,
1: but um I mean, he did want to go there. So, you hope yeah. that that, like, he knows what he's coming to. So, yeah. you hope that that, like, his mindset maybe changes a little bit. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I love long- DeMarcus
0: Cousins. That was so funny.
3: <laughs> How long do you guys think it'll last, like, them together? Okay. I don't even know. Probably just know. the two seasons for all three of them would be my yeah.
2: guess. And there will probably be – I bet – a couple of them will stay after that. yeah. And that's another big thing for me too, was everybody or a lot of people were saying like just eight first round picks, that's a lot to give up for James Harden. They gave up the four first round pick swaps, the three unprotected first round picks, and then obviously getting off of Jared Allen so that Cleveland would send Houston that Milwaukee first round pick. It seems like a high price point. Oh yeah. But I don't I don't necessarily think those picks are going to be too good. Everybody's talking about like, oh, like Kyrie and Kevin Durant, James Harden, they're only getting older. But as long as they've got one of them, even if they're like in their mid-30s, like these players are still going to be very good. Like they're also highly skilled and Kevin Durant especially, like just gets his shot off even after a torn Achilles. We've seen like even with less athleticism, his shot's just so effortless and he can shoot Oh, No, away. yeah that i think all three of these players are going to age pretty well and the east should still be soft at least com- compared to the west for the next few years and so i really don't think that many of these picks are going to be like super premium assets especially when you consider the nets are like in a glamour market like it's new york city and they have one of the wealthiest owners in the league in joe size so there's there's really no reason that the nets should be significantly worse anytime soon. So I really don't think that um these picks, I don't think they're gonna like like rue the day they gave them up the way they did with obviously that Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade. And that kind of brings me to like the Rockets standpoint of this. I thought this was not a good deal for the Rockets, especially when you consider what else was on the table
1: oh yeah dude i i see people on instagram i texted you guys about the same the rockets won the trade bro like this no just, Pacers did this is not 2015 dude like john wall and demarcus cousins on the same team isn't exciting
3: and yeah, like the, victor Depot, like chill yeah the pacers won this trade yeah man. facts yeah it's that's a huge addition bro he stole depot has an, an expiring deal at like 21 million and, and you, got, you got a younger better one oh. Yeah, they got Carousel Vert for like 17 million for three years. And then so, a second yeah.
0: round or two, and you could find a gem there.
3: Yeah. yeah dude, the Pacers are looking kind of serious, bro. Pacers are good.
1: And Brogdon, Brogdon, Turner, Sabonis. Yeah. Like, dude, Brogdon is legit. Yeah. At least he looked like good. it last night. I mean, damn, and we know about Sabonis, obviously. But, and Miles
0: yeah. Turner is so freaking good.
1: He gave
3: Warriors right. um, problems. I'll go through my guards in the east. I'll just say my starters and my bench. Um, so I had Trey Young and James Harden starting.
2: Whoa, and, and, Trey Young. Yeah. Wow. Over Beal. Uh,
3: yeah. And yeah, and so then on my bench I had Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, and then I I'm not sure between Jalen Brown and Kyrie Irving. Wow. I don't know. It, the guards in the East were tough. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about Trey Young when
2: I was making this. Well, I you've got to think about him. Trey Young was definitely in consideration for me. I ended up with the starting backcourt, just like Channon's James Harden and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Like his, he's shooting it pretty average. He's taking 25 shots a game, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's <laughs> where, that's where the 35 points a game are coming from. And just, even with like maybe marginally above average efficiency like it hasn't been too impressive from that standpoint just some of the shots he takes are so difficult cuz all the defense well all defenses when they're playing Washington they just load up to stop Bradley Beal and he's taking 42% of his shots from tight coverage which is by far the most of any player i considered for the all-star team And he's still scoring 35 points on at least average efficiency. So just some of the, so just the shot making has been completely ridiculous and the wizards, they sneakily have a top seven offense. And I think that's pretty much all to do with Bradley Beal. So yeah, so I, I definitely included Beal my backups. Are you guys okay if I just go to my backups? Yeah, do them. Yeah. So I had Kyrie Irving and he's played well enough to be a starter. Like he should be ahead of Bradley deal, but obviously recently some of the stuff is very concerning, um, especially the stuff where he has had no contact with Steve Nash or the Brooklyn Nets organization. Like according to the information he had, it was a personal absence after the uh, rioting in Washington, DC and um, they're, I'm hesitant. There, there could be some like real, like clinical issues with Kyrie, so I'm hesitant to like call him a, a wuss or anything. But it's just very yeah. trouble, very troubling that we really have no sort of timeline of when he's gonna come back. Um, but when he has played, and we'll just try to focus on the positive here because he has been amazing when he has been on the basketball court. Twenty-seven points. He's part of the 50, 40, 90 club. In fact, he hasn't even missed a free throw yet this season. And so, yeah, he's been extremely efficient from pretty much every range, like mid-range floaters at the basket from three. His handle looks as good as ever. Like he was destroying people in isolation when he was on the floor. And so it's very disappointing because he was amazing to watch while he was – and yeah, I hope he bounces back quick. Yeah, and what's that? I said I hope he bounces back quick. Oh yeah, just... yeah, me too. And one last point about um, Kyrie: the team is actually a lot better defensively when he's on the floor. And you might like say, oh, maybe maybe he's just playing with Jared Allen a lot, or maybe he's just part of some really good defensive lineups. No, two of the top three um, pairings for him have. Like two of the top three three man pairings that involve Kyrie Irving in terms of minutes per game have involved DeAndre Jordan. So the top three are Kyrie Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, then Kyrie Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, then Kyrie Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan. So it's not like he's spending a lot of time on the floor with like Timothy Timothy Loaro Cavaro or Jared Allen or some of the Nets other more defensive-minded players. I think Kyrie has really, like, stepped up his defensive presence this year, especially that last game he played against Utah. I think that's probably the most involved I've ever seen Kyrie on defense, and he was amazing in that game. So yeah, just had – was playing great on both sides of the floor. Word. And then who else did you have? And then Jalen Brown was my other one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you leave off Zach Levine? I left off Zach Levine. Yeah, he wasn't – my, my two flex players who – I actually included two more guards in the East, um, and those are Trey Young and Malcolm Brogdon. And then I considered Zach Levine. I considered Kyle Lowry. Um, Colin Sexton has been scoring quite a bit this year. Honestly,
1: but. I think a Raptor – I'm just going to say, no, I didn't put a Raptor on my squad, but I think a Raptor is probably going to get in just because they got Canada voting for him, you feel me? True, that could
3: be. Yeah. I don't think they will. I think Pascal's solid. Yeah, Dude, I done. think he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he's had a bad year so far. Um, I think
1: he sucks, dude. Really? Dude, I'm trying to catch TJ McConnell on the court, dude. I'll give that guy buckets, I'm telling you right now. Watching him last night, seeing him run around, dude, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm bodying that guy, bro. Even <laughs> though he's out there bodying my blazers. <laughs> Have me salty, bro. It's okay. It's okay. Channing, what's yours? Uh, I I didn't really. I just disregarded positions pretty much. I went with Trey and Kyrie.
0: Mm. Interesting. Uh, what has Trey Young done this year, dude? I literally f- forgot he existed as NBA basketball player.
2: I mean, he's still scoring as much as ever, but he's not even shooting thirty percent from three. I mean, most of us. <laughs> Because he draws a alarming amount of fouls. Like he goes to the free throw line upwards of 10 times a game. So that's where that's where most of the points come from. But the Hawks, they've had a top 10 offense and a lot of it's come with Trey Young on the floor. He has got a 50% assist rate. So pretty much every shot the Hawks offense makes is either scored by Trey Young or assisted by Trey Young. And just he's not shooting the ball well. That's like the main knock against him. And the defense has been worse than ever, which is saying something. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah.
1: Who'd you have other people? Wait, Grant, did you say yours yet?
3: Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Callan, who'd you have?
0: Um, I don't know, like, starting because, like, there's a lot of good guys. But for my guards, I, just, I guess I just had Kyrie, Harden, Beal. Jalen Brown, and Malcolm Brogdon,
1: and that's yeah, it. Yeah, cool. Okay, so I'm just going to – the rest of my starters are KD, Embiid, and Giannis. Yep. So the thing is, bro, if Kyrie wasn't doing all this and he was just playing healthy, Brooklyn could have three starting All-Stars, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
3: So yeah. who'd you guys have?
2: I have the exact
1: same. Same oh,
3: thing, yeah. Yep. Embiid's a savage. Pretty easy pick. Yeah, right
0: dude. Yeah. Did you have Sabonis making it? I did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I did. yeah. I
3: and then obviously dude, you got to have a pacer on there, bro. Yeah, so I, have, had... I had. Yeah, should we just do front court bench already? Because the starters are all the same. Okay. Yeah, I had um,
1: Tatum, Sabonis, Vucevic. Whoa. I mean there's a uh, there's of him.
3: Yeah. And uh autobio. What? Uh, you put autobio over Jimmy Butler? It was a toss-up. I gave Jeremy Grant the nod. I usually uh, I I I, I, <laughs> I always kinda end up in a toss-up between those two players, and I usually give it to Jimmy, so I just went with Bam this time. So I went Sabonis, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Julius Randle do you mean buckets dude i i i hear you with the jews or thing. i can't put a nick on my all-star team dude
1: they're playing all right though they're playing know, all right but no
2: they're, they're they they won a few games early in the season because they were having insane like shooting luck like teams were literally shooting 14 percent from three against the knicks they're like i think it was the first five games of the season and then that's quickly regressed back to the mean so i think they're like four and five right now, negative four point differential. It seems like they're kind of fading back to where we thought they might be. <laughs> there are two names that you guys didn't bring up at all that I'm kind of surprised about because Gordon
3: Hayward and Jeremy Grant or Chris Hayward
2: was one of them, and Chris Middleton. Yeah, he was. He was a oh, boy, he made my team.
3: He yeah, Chris I, Middleton. I was thinking about that. Yeah, no, I considered both of them, but yeah. for me, I put. Because I had Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Sabonis as locked pretty much. And then it w- for that last spot, it was basically between Julius Randle, Chris Middleton, Gordon Hayward, Vucevic, Jeremy Grant. Like there's a lot of guys that could have fit into that last spot, I think. I put Grant on my team. I didn't think all- about Grant. We all put different guys. I, um,
2: I even kind of looked at the argument for a – miles turner just because the blocks have been insane and that's so valuable for a center but the rest of his um he's been kind of being a pretty terrible offensive season so yeah i decided to look elsewhere chris boucher stays hot
0: he's gonna be an all-star
1: dude if you want to be an all-star go to freaking the raptors and just play your best season (laughs) the whole country dude Code. I'm, not, I'm not kidding dude
0: do you really think Pascal Siakam
1: sucks yes really yes dude he sucks he's I not thought. he's not a first he's just not a first option he's not a bad NBA player he's just not a first option wow Fred Van Vliet is averaging the most points on the freaking Raptors I think. he's like the highest paid player now. on their team though
0: right huh he's the he's their highest paid player right Siakam no uh, Fred is he is he
2: I wouldn't have thought so. But Who is it? Lowry. It's probably Lowry. Oh, Kyle. I forgot about Kyle.
0: Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, dude. When him. he get he, oh my god, it's like it's like I played Jonah one time and he kept bumping into me, you know, and then getting shots up. I'm like, dude, there's no ref here to call foul. That's like what Kyle Lowry does every single he gets to the
1: line. Every time. No, he's he's physical. Yeah. He's a bowl.
3: and Lowry basically have the same. Uh, salary just a little over 30 million and then van vliet is 21 million. Oh, okay just stop the cat count
0: i i i dude all i i just remember that fred van vliet dude got paid this last year so i wasn't sure and
1: like yeah
3: uh dude i wanted to talk about
1: some surprises some th- okay. some people i was like doubting or teams i was doubting the One warriors one yeah. team for sure. No, Warriors are doing exactly what I expected. But yeah, they I was use- going to say, Kellen, you always say that we're like Warriors haters, but me and
2: Kellen both picked them for the eighth season. That's about like the quality of team they've been this yeah. oh,
3: yeah. um, One Kellen, I, I meant to tell you, Kellen, that they, the Warriors already have a third of their losses that you predicted for the whole season over over a third of the... That's why we're going go to go on a
1: big run. Like you need to
3: chill out. <laughs> it's
1: fine. Is it is it the upcoming games? Is that where the run is or is it after the upcoming games? Cuz I saw your schedule. I saw L- your schedule. Do we play the Lakers next. You got some tough games coming up. Dude, I
0: think we play the Lakers next cuz our Suns game got postponed. Yeah, you get Lakers. Cool, <laughs> oh, baby. And then you get Spurs. Yeah, it's tough.
1: And it's away games too, I think. Then you get to play the Knicks, but then you play the Jazz. Oh oh they, oh, they mixed the schedule up, huh? But yeah, then you go Suns, Celtics, Mavericks twice. Anyways, the Utah Jazz—they look so good, dude. They yeah. look so good. They just look so put together. I think I had them as like my sixth seed, bro. I was like, yeah, because everyone else was saying they were going to be good, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling them. But they look good, dude. They look legit. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, the Sixers are a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting them to get off to the hot start they got off to. I hope that lasts um Celtics look pretty good yeah the Celtics look damn good bro
0: I think that the um Raptors are gonna be fine uh
1: I don't dude I don't there's not space for them bro the Pacers what are you
0: talking about they literally almost beat uh the Blazers and the
1: Warriors dude, in a regular season game bro but like in the long run oh rest- my god <laughs> Yeah I know, don't think there's really space for them bro.
0: Really? But I think that they can compete because they've got freaking length. All their players are identical clones. They can match up with guys. Well they're
1: not cracking oh hell no. Yeah,
2: yeah they're, they're not, not. cracking. They'll, they'll make the playoffs. They'll be yeah. okay. The yeah. yeah. They'll be okay.
1: You're not crapping cracking talks top, top six, dude.
2: I think we should talk about the biggest surprise team of the year, the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Oh dude, I am a Lomello ball fan, dude. I, he is just such a freaking beast, dude. He's going to be an MVP one day, I'm telling you.
2: The Hornets have been probably my favorite team to watch this year, besides yeah. the Blazers, just because it's so they're so exciting because LaMelo and Gordon Hayward, they play so well together because they're both kind of um, – they both are guys who, like, are ball handlers and can pass, but they both like to move the ball and transition quite a bit, so they just mm-hmm. get up and down the floor, and they're playing P.J. Washington at center, and it's just exciting.
1: Yeah, bro. Oh, Lamella's serious. a savage, like. But he's he's already way better than Zoe. I've already said that, but I me, Yeah,
2: I'm me, jealous I of think... Cannon's rookie of the year pick. I wish, I wish I took Lamella.
1: Who did you? I,
0: I'm sticking with my boy, James. Picked, James lit it up last night.
2: I picked Anthony Edwards.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Dude, yeah, Wiseman's James Wiseman is a bust, bro. Imagine not averaging more rebounds. Did you say column. he's a bust? <laughs>
2: Why he's been he's been pretty terrible, but I, I think it. he, he, he did good, boards,
1: dude. No, he doesn't kinda, know how... he, has,
2: he hasn't been good, but uh, there's still. What are you talking
0: about? Okay, besides fouling out, I mean, like, dude, that doesn't that you can't just excuse that. You
1: have to know how to play an NBA game, dude. Uh,
2: he, <laughs> I has, hate you. <laughs> he has such terrible hands too, and he's a terrible decision maker on offense. Like, stop it! Of, stop it sh- right now, bro. Uh, are just no, very no, questionable. Like no, he had one in the he had one in the Pacers game where he got the ball at the foul line and Draymond Green was right underneath the basket and he was boxing out Sabonis. And so James Wiseman he has such a long wingspan and such a long frame. You'd think he'd be able to take just two steps and dunk it, right? Nope. He, instead, he settled for like that. 15 foot fadeaway jumper that he loves so much and he missed it and so just he just he still has a very long way to go in my opinion yeah Yeah, he's literally
0: younger than me so I mean like I think he's He's got
1: that well dude he's literally a bad NBA player bro look at (laughs) the mellow ball
0: yeah (laughs) he went like I forget uh, what uh, his stat line last night but
1: he he had some monster slams yeah he had a good game not even really he had some good dunks. (laughs) <laughs> Look at Lamelo Ball, baby. I'm That's not my saying rookie he's good
3: as That's my rookie of the year, baby. Anyways, Anthony, another pleasant Anthony, surprise. Anthony Edwards surprised me when we were when the Blazers were playing him. He looked way better than I thought because I didn't watch yeah. him at all. Like he has a lot of potential for sure. Oh yeah, dude, he's got it in him, bro. Some of that time he would explode athletically and just get to the rim. Like, yeah. woo, who who stopping that? Yeah, it looked like LeBron. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he could be tough. What pick was? Halliburton. Well, oh, yeah, he's Whoa. been good too, huh? That's looking
2: like a steal right now. Yeah. I mean, you th- you think the Suns might like a player like Halliburton on their team right now? That yeah. would be an amazing fit next to Booker. But nope, and instead they got their backup center of the future, who's has a sprained ankle right now.
1: But, I kind of uh, like the Kings, dude. Um, In like four years, mm. I kind of like the Kings.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, wh- I don't what know. What are you buying into with the Kings at this point? Just that De'Aaron Fox is going to be really good in four years. Yeah,
1: bro. I just, I don't know. They need to figure out a way to make themselves appealing so they can add like an actual option. But like, I don't know. They just have some cool players. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I've I've been surprised at Paul George. I I had him on my top five starters, worst NBA players in the league last year. And now his spot has been released by Kelly Oubre uh kelly Ubre is a horrible nba player he doesn't belong in the nba the old, i don't know why right. he's in the, i don't know how okay. he got there anyways
0: let me say my piece yeah. here dude kelly Oubre? how far are you coming <laughs> two months
1: <laughs> you are kelly Ubre's biggest fan <laughs> no i hate him bro he's a loser the way he like anime oh my on, god like, dude, no stop it he got it. so lame bro so fast like i don't know what i guess the warriors just ruined him i don't know how that works i guess that's what happened when you play for the warriors but he is so lame, like, so cringy. Like, before I used to be like, damn, bro, that's savage. But he is so cringy, bro. Like, he's talking to CJ, like, talking to us CJ and Dame. What yeah, are you calm doing? Calm down. Like, what are you doing, bro? Oh, calm and down. When,
3: when other people on the Warriors, like, do stuff, he literally flexes on the other team when he hasn't done <laughs> so, <laughs> No,
1: the, when I was like, okay, that's over. I'm not ever, like, expressing. I, I, I think I unfollowed him. But when Wow Dame put him on the <laughs> deck, Dame was trying to get open and put him on the deck. And he got up and flexed. What are you doing? That guy's 6'1". He just put you on the ground, and you just flexed. Huh. Like, what's the flex for?
0: Hey, it wasn't. How long ago was that game? Like a week ago, two weeks ago. You're still thinking about the war, uh, the Blazer game against the Warriors. No, so I'm not yeah. thinking about. it. I just brought it you up. You need to, to move on, it. dude. <laughs> dude. Um. Also, I think we were trying to make a little comeback. It was like 96 to 107, and Kelly Oubre. His only field goals that he made were three-pointers last night. He pulls up from like a foot behind the arc with a hand right in his face. I'm like, wow, what a great look. What a great possession. So I think Didn't the problem is he's shot there.
1: It's fine. I think the problem is when he was with Phoenix and he played in Portland, me and Jonah were there. And the problem is we made him a sign and it said like Ubre with a heart in it. And since then, bro, I think we messed it up for him because he just got too much confidence. Tell so I me. Mean, yeah, that's true. Probably. Okay, so we're partially responsible, but I'm not about to take responsibility. I'm off the Uber train, bro. You're just salty.
0: No, bro, he sucks. He, he makes me so upset sometimes, but he's fine. He does things to make up for it, too. He's just like Draymond, except instead of Draymond for every, like, one good thing he does, instead of, because Draymond does, like, two bad things for every one good thing. But Kelly does like four bad things for every one good thing. So yeah,
2: it's like he's Draymond Green. If Draymond Green was worse on defense and was a terrible decision maker on offense and also <laughs> shot six threes a game. So
0: no more and than anime six, six, more than six court. threes
2: a game, probably, dude. Does.
0: I mean, it seems like it. I mean, he's absolutely fearless. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and do you like that? Hmm? No, you he like makes that? me
0: want to throw my remote at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. It's so annoying. He wastes possessions. It's like, no. I, if I was Steve Kerr, I would just be like, you're not playing. Because when, when he's not playing sometimes, we're doing really well.
2: I haven't been watching the Heat. How, why are they four and six? They're kind of taking it really easy. Jimmy Butler has hardly played at all. Goran yeah. Dragic has hardly played at all. The Heat are smart though because that kind of worked for him last year, where they sat Goran Dragic and had him be a backup all year, and then he was fresh when the playoffs came around, and he had an amazing run in the playoffs. And so now they're going to do that same thing with Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala. So a lot of it right now is just Tyler Hero running pick and rolls and trying to jack up shots off the dribble. And so like,
1: that's kind of like because he's just he's just getting better, bro. He's just developing, getting opportunities. Yeah. They're looking, yep. like smarter than everyone in the NBA, bro, because what does the regular season actually mean if you don't care about playoff seeding? And I mean, they didn't last year, weren't they? Like the fifth seed?
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, and they were a fifth seed, and especially this year with no home court advantage and no fans, like, I definitely think that's yeah, a move. And then speaking of rookies, though, Precious Achua, he's had a good season for the Heat. Oh, yeah. So he looks like he might be <laughs> something. I mean, it's hard to judge him. I because, hate
0: you, Shannon, dude. What? He's, dude? Just like, he's just like me when I talk about the um 49ers. But then he's just so defensive when it comes to the Blazers and stuff. Because I do the same
3: thing. Like, I'll get so mad at, like, Russell Wilson or something for taunting the Niners. But Channing didn't say the Blazers were going to have 55 wins. Yeah, I didn't say that. Dude, I I think I did say they were going to be the second seed.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. It's
1: definitely not in the realm of 55 wins for the Warriors. But yeah, shut up. But I have to go, though.
0: Like,
3: okay,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I wish we could talk longer, but I seriously have to go pick up my sister's the cutest dog on planet Earth, the most pretty dog on the planet. But I'm sorry, you must really like it. Hmm, she's my favorite animal on the planet Earth. That's why I go up to Portland dog sitter, dude. Okay, but okay, guys, thank Thank you. you. This should be later, boys.
1: This should be up like later today. So, all right, all right, later. Bye bye.